Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mom! <laughs> Mon who's yes. severely jet-lagged. Okay, so for the record, uh, Mon and I are um, suffering from jet lag. As is our producer, Shell. I Shel. am on my... Fifth day, I think, where I've only had three hours sleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just do not seem to be able to sleep past midnight for whatever silly reason, even though I've been staying up and not taking naps and trying to get lots of sunshine into my eyes and all of the stuff, drinking lots of water, trying to uh, get myself readjusted. But, yeah, really struggling with it this time. Yeah. I'm, I'm really nervous because, for me, jet lag usually kicks in on the second day. The first day, my body's just a big old mess. Um, but then the second day tries to um, achieve equilibrium, but it usually goes in the wrong direction that being what jet lag is. So I'm a bit nervous that things are about to go okay, south. Okay, so here's what's, here's what's interesting about today's show. This is the delayed broadcast. So we've already done the show and you are going to be most entertained as we go through today's show. And you can listen to our jet blunder. lag selves. <laughs> Mon forgets about a whole month of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and announces an anniversary that took place a month ago. Oops. <laughs> Lyle forgets about a complete book. No, chapter. a complete chapter of the book of Revelation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like as if it doesn't even exist. <laughs> Primes our producer with songs for chapter 18 and yes. Mon gave, a, gave a, an interview from Kenya to the producer and forgot to mention that she needs to cut a huge mistake out of the middle so the whole thing just went to air as is. <laughs> okay, so today's show is going to be fun. It's going to be those yes. um, bloopers plus, plus, uh, yes. plus the ones happening right now. Plus the ones happening right now and many more uh, but you know what Lyle despite all that I am really grateful that the Lord brought me back safely from Africa with two months in a, in a wild and woolly continent and I'm so grateful to be here um, relatively unscathed uh, so yeah praise praise the Lord for that praise the Lord that at the moment the worst thing we have is just jet lag absolutely so yeah, yeah what are you grateful for this morning I am oh I don't remember what I'm grateful for that was um yeah, too long ago. So, but uh, let me think. There must be lots of things in in Africa that I, I, I'm grateful for. The history that I learned while I was in Africa. Yeah, you would just. I am it. going to do a presentation this coming Saturday at the Maitland Adventist Church on Ethiopian history. Oh yeah, come along, Lyle and I will be wearing our full Ethiopian traditional garb. Monica will be wearing. Lyle and I will be both wearing. Monica the, the, will be wearing because we were gifted as a present um, head to toe traditional Ethiopian outfits. We will both be wearing them. Even if Lila only wears it for a little bit. Stay tuned. The rest of the show coming up now. Well, I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses The voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God Discloses And he walks with me And he talks with me And he tells me I am his own And the joy that we share As we tarry there Nobody else has ever known He speaks and the sound of his voice All the birds hush their singing And the melody 
that it gave to me is in my heart. Just a ring, a ring, a ring, a ring, a ring, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy that we share as we tarry there, nobody else has ever known. Back everybody, listen to Faith FM, and it has come come, come time for the first yeah. clue for the quiz. Come time has it? Is yeah, it, yeah. Is it come time? Come time, definitely come. Do you know how out of it I am, Lyle? Like this. <laughs> this morning, I stood by the front door and I thought to myself, "Have I got everything? Have I done everything? Yeah, I should be good to go." And <laughs> got in the car, and then like halfway to work, I was like, "Hang on." I didn't brush my teeth. Hang on. I didn't brush my hair. Hang on. Have I done anything? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Like, I didn't it's do anything. <laughs> good thing you remembered to get dressed, Mon. Yeah, that was a miracle in and of itself. I'm pretty sure it was only because it was cold that I got dressed. <laughs> oh, okay, time for our quiz. I'm going to say this is a hard one. Although although Lawson came in, uh, I, I think he was here in his, like, his PJs yesterday. Oh, the poor little sausage. <laughs> You know, that's the funny thing, Eva. Even our stand-in is, <laughs> is out of it with jet lag. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, so uh, today's quiz is a Who Am I quiz. The first clue is this. I went to Caesarea with some elders and a lawyer to bring charges against Paul before the governor. Someone had it in for Paul. Yes. Do you know who that is? Lyle's yes. thinking, how can you know who this is even when you have um, jet lag and he's writing down way too many words and you are incorrect? No, I'm not. I'm not. You are incorrect. You've written down three words. The answer is one name. And he's written down a name and it's still incorrect. Ah, this is come amazing. On. I love it when Lyle has jet lag. Jet lag just erases your brain. <laughs> Give us a call if you know the answer. Of course, if you can get it before Lyle gets it, I'll give you two prizes. You know the standard. <laughs> Our number here is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us your answer. 0491 064 Tell me who went to Caesarea with some elders and a lawyer to bring charges against Paul before the governor. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, I was not happy about this. Not at all. Not even a little bit. But anyway, that's okay. We're going to move on with the show. I'm going to make you happy. 
Mon is going to give us some positively yes, different yes. news for the breakfast show I'm because that's what we do here on Faith about FM. This. I'm I'm not even gonna hold back, Lyle. I'm just gonna dive straight into the green end. <laughs> welcome, welcome back, Mon. Welcome back. This is so cool, and I'm so bummed. I only heard about this now that I've actually gotten back to Australia. That this report has been released because this is something that's happening in Africa, and we could have gone and seen it for ourselves. Oh, really? I oh, don't you hate that. Don't you hate that when you just get back from a foreign country and then you find out something really cool happening over there that you were like around the corner from the whole time and didn't see it? That's our lives right now. So have you heard of um the Great Green Wall? Nope. So you know how they have the Great Wall of China? Mm-hmm. Africa's making its own. Okay. This is really cool. And they find like, okay, so let me tell you what it is. So more than 20 African countries have joined together um, the, on this international mission quest to plant a massive wall of trees running clear across the continent. North to south or east to west? Uh, it's it goes along the southern edge of the Sahara Desert, so in the region known, known as the Sahel. So it's, Ooh, it's, it's across le- the widest part of Africa. Legit, like eight thousand kilometers. Eight thousand kilometers. Cool. They've been doing this for a little over a decade now. So it actually started in two thousand and seven, I think it was. Um, and uh, they've been just planting, 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 and apparently it's been reaping great success, and not just in the ways you think it would. So the region that they're planting this across uh, actually was once a lush oasis of greenery and foliage and beauty back in the 1970s, so not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had, unfortunately, with the combined forces of population growth, unsustainable land management, climate change, turned the whole area into barren and degraded, just useless land. And, uh, and so after decades of political collaboration, the Great Green Wall Project was yeah, launched in 2007. And, uh, and that was only by 11 countries, and since then, like double the amount of countries have jumped on board which is amazing and uh, so they're trying to plant drought resistant acacia trees which is phenomenal because acacia trees are those that those really cool typical looking green trees when you think of yeah, Africa. Yeah, the classic African tree. Yeah, yeah, that's still what you always think about them, Savannah. Also, the source of Mon's favourite type of honey, acacia honey is my favourite, I love it. And um, they're still working away at it but they're fa- there's like over... T- um, this is like Nigeria, Senegal, Ethiopia, where we were. Really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whereabouts does it go across Ethiopia? Anywhere near where we were? Owasa, Addis Ababa? Yeah, I think Lali so, because Bala, we were down in the south. And we, yeah. Well, I can't remember. I don't know. My geography's map is loading. It's jet lag, Lyle. Okay. But the right. cool thing is, so the byproducts of this restored landscape um, includes uh, that many groundwater wells have refilled with drinking water. Rural towns now have additional food supplies um, and new sources of work and income for villagers thanks to the need of tree maintenance. It's actually holding back poverty. That's amazing. Isn't it incredible? Just plant some trees and people suddenly have work and life. Like it's, it's, I, I do tend to think that anytime you, you include extra life, it just, it just life begets life. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's... Uh, International governments and conservation groups are backing the project. Um, so, you know, people are getting paid to do this. It's, it's just, it's just incredible. I'm, I'm so excited about this and not just because of what's happening in Africa, but because my second good news story, Lyle, mm. also has to do with trees. Okay. <laughs> so they've just Mon found the, out. Mon the, Mon the Greenie has returned. They've just done no, a, but that's a, that's a very cool story. Yeah. I, I it gets say. better. It yep. gets better. Better. Mm-hmm. So, they've just done a new study uh, and they found out, uh, this is coming from America, right? And they found out, uh, University of Illinois, that states that have more forest and shrublands absolutely 
dominate other states in terms of Medicare costs. What? Yep. So states with more trees and shrubs spend less on Medicare. How does that work? What do you mean, how does it work? We all know how it works. Nature is like a therapy, man. Yeah, it's true. Nature Absolutely. is amazing. Get out in nature if you're stressed, This depressed, is interesting because Ellen White, wrote about, this, Ellen yeah. White wrote about this uh, 150 years ago. Exactly. And talked about how the, one, of the, you know, one of the big therapies that you can do is to actually get out and spend time in trees, she said. Yeah. In trees. Yeah. And do you know what? That's so funny that you should mention that it's specific because the study also found um, that uh, it's – it's it's specific to trees. Like there's no such relationship found with other types of vegetative land cover. So flowers and grass and stuff like that. Not nearly as effective as having a big old tree. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? She said That's trees. Amazing. This study says trees too. Um, so yes, the relationship uh, persists even when accounting for economic, geographic, or other factors that might independently influence healthcare costs. So it, it's just incredible, and it apparently it doesn't matter. What kind of person it is? Doesn't matter anything to do with this person's socios, placing, anything. Doesn't matter what factors they have. If a human is out in nature, they will get benefits. Isn't That's it incredible. just amazing? Yep. It's just incredible. That is. Um, so they did this study over uh, like three thousand people, all in different states, and um, yeah. So. <sighs> I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just so pleased that we have trees on the planet to begin with. But there's one outside our window. It's just making me really aware of how happy I am <laughs> that it's there. The only thing I don't like about the tree outside of our window is that it will lose its leaves. I hate deciduous trees because they, you know, oh, come winter time they look dead. Oh really? Yep. And it makes me sad. Oh, speaking of winter time, Lyle, mm-hmm. happy one year anniversary to us. What do you mean, happy one year anniversary to us? I'm pretty sure I started radio on the 28th of February. Yes. Yeah, so we've now been broadcasting together, doing the Lyle and Mon show for a year. And? Happy anniversary to us. Huh? And a month. You have your anniversary after 12 months, not after 13 months. No, the 28th of February was only like three days ago. Three, four days ago. A week ago. Mm. I happened to be... I ha- wait, oh no, hang on, sorry, no. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry, jet lag. I forgot about the entire month of March. We which did is have, surprising because that's my birthday. We did have this month called March. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, March, I forgot you existed. <laughs> so good. I'm just watching our producer die laughing. I'm like, what? What? February was only like three days ago. <laughs> uh, can someone call and take oh, my job awesome. away from me, please? This is awesome. <laughs> this is the best. This is the best breakfast show ever. <laughs> but either which way, I was overseas, so we forgot to celebrate our one year anniversary. So this is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, we did. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting you should say this because while I was jet lagged, it went through my head at one stage as well, and I'm like, nah, it's actually 13 months. I uh, yeah. I, I did make it to that point before I spilt my guts on there. <laughs> Which was oh goodness! Someone just uh, needs to turn off the microphone and let us have a nap. <laughs> jet lag is so fun, and Mon becomes so much more fun when she's jet lagged. Yeah, so. I'm going to say something. Some, some good radio. Yeah, here stay today. tuned. There's Absolutely. bound to be more it's, stupid it's, things it's, coming it's out of my happen. mouth. It is going to happen. <laughs> anyway, we're going to listen to uh, Dolly Parton with "In the Sweet By and By." You're listening to Faith FM. There's a land that is fairer than day 
And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet On that beautiful shore We shall sing on that beautiful shore The melodious songs of the blessed And our spirit shall sorrow no more Not a sigh for the blessing of rest Welcome back, everybody. You listen to Faith FM, and we are about to have another clue for our quiz as Mon gets out a roll of yarn. Yeah. It has been a while, Mon. I must uh-huh. say, it has been a while since our studio here at Faith FM has been inhabited by a roll of yarn. Well, get used to it. Now, this I'm is back. interesting because this roll of yarn is 
Multicolored. Multicolored, but one piece of yarn, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they dye it in different sections. So one section will be like a pink and then an orange, then a you know, grey and then so forth. So And yeah. what will it become? This is gonna become a book cover. Oh. Yes, yes. Well actually a Kindle cover. A cover for my Kindle. Okay. Which is essentially a book. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, it's a book with batteries. That's what it's gonna be. But uh speaking I don't like books that go flat. Well, I don't either, but the thing is, I like recently wanted to buy about 12 different books and um, I looked at how much... the cost on the Kindle. Yeah, yeah, so that was in the end the, the, the deciding factor. So, I, I just got a Kindle and I, I have it on sort of probation at the moment. We're going to see how it goes. But our next clue for our Who Am I quiz is an insult that's got me laughing. <laughs> so, who am I? Paul called me a whitewashed wall. Mm. A whitewashed wall. Mm. Who is a whitewashed wall, according to Paul? Give us a call. <laughs> that was great. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three or text zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Uh, you have no idea, Mon. We have uh, listeners texting in with great enjoyment. They are, they are having a great delight in our. Um, in our uh, in our stuff up, yes, in our stuff up, in our in our, in our jet, um, lagged. jet lagged state, I should say. Are they mocking us? They are mocking us. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we're sorry, glee, right? <laughs> with great glee, we we should do this more often. We're more entertaining when we're jet. Oh, I would absolutely a million percent travel more often, even if it means people get to laugh at me. <laughs> so, ju- by the way, just to give people an idea of what's happening inside Lyle and mine head at the moment, it is half past ten at night. No, sorry, half past eleven at night. In yes. our brains, it's yes. coming up to midnight in our body clock. Yes. So just just in case you're wondering why we're like blah blah blah, that's why. <laughs> and, and I've been staying up until nine o'clock each night so that I can get myself back on track as quickly as possible, toughing it out, you know. Yeah. Going to sleep and waking up at midnight, mm-hmm. and then just lying there. <laughs> oh, you poor sausage! I really hope it doesn't. That pattern doesn't start cropping up in me. So. We'll yeah. see. Tonight's no. the real. Tonight's the real test, isn't it? Yeah. I'm gonna go to the gym and work out for like six hours today, so I'm really just exhausted. That might work. That might work. Okay. I, I've kind of tried that a few times, but anyway. Okay, so let's talk about unplanned. Oh, unplanned. The movie. There's a movie called Unplanned coming. Yes. Out? Um, starring Robbie Scott from uh, Buffy of the Vampire Slayer, uh, fame. Um, it was released on the 29th. Of uh, March, so yes, we did have a month named March. It did actually Thanks, happen. Thanks, Lyle. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> no I, remember, I remember celebrating my birthday. It was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a true life story of Abby Johnson, who was a former employee of the year for Planned Parenthood. She facilitated 22,000 abortions, and she Ooh. was the youngest person to actually be involved in doing that. Um, and it goes through her, her life story, her experience. So it's, it's a true life story. Um, and, uh, yeah, just been released, but, uh, the, uh, what do they call it? The, the M, the movie picture association slapped an R rating on it, which is very interesting. R. And the other thing is That's that harsh. the, um, <coughs> across, and, and so here's what you've got. This is, this is, this is the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And in the entertainment industry, you know, abortion is a, one of the biggest sacred cows that you cannot possibly ever uh, touch or attack in any way, shape, or form. And the entertainment industry has come out with 
a movie called Unplanned, which is actually anti-abortion. And so they have refused to advertise it anywhere in the United States. No. Are you serious? And it still hits $6.1 billion on its opening day. Not billion, million. Wow. On its, on its, on its opening day. Wow. Well, I hope that I hope the people who have seen it start talking about it and start talking about it and start there talking about it. There is a lot of talk about it. Particularly, it. particularly, a lot of the talk is being stirred up by the fact that no one will advertise it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what? Why? What are you so scared of here? Yeah, ex- exactly. Isn't that exactly the <laughs> what, point? What are you worried about? Yeah. You know, why is everybody suddenly suddenly running scared? Yeah, yeah. You know, if they're so sure of their convictions, they should just not care what people produce in terms of. Okay, so here's the other thing. This is the other thing that I find most interesting. Go on. They've slapped. Cop this, an R rating on this movie. It's just, why? An R rating. Okay, so this is a movie that has no profanity, zero profanity. Mm -hmm. It has no nudity. Mm -hmm. It has no sex. It has no drug use. Mm -hmm. But it does show, and not even completely, it does show on a uh, computer screen a depiction of an ultrasound view of an abortion taking place. That's it? And that copped an R rating. Are you serious? That's yeah, so when you compare it with, you, compare it with uh, you know, some of the PG-13 uh, ratings, um, say for a movie like Split, which has a cannibalistic man eating a woman's body and showing the woman's um, body, or Glass, Ooh. where you see somebody slitting a man's throat, or a lot of your Marvel movies that, you know, your Marvel... Uh, um, movies that, that 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 come out that have a uh, a, a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, PG seems so weak compared to. Yeah, that. yeah, I know they've they've gone all out on this one. They're really trying to stamp it out. Oh, you have no idea. You have no. I idea. I really hope this is one of those things where people start. The more people try and stamp it out, the beer it got. Well, this is this this is the thing, and I think this is part of the reason why they got such a massive debut debut on the on its first weekend. People um, need to be aware. If someone's trying to hide something from you, it's usually. Quick, I haven't seen this movie yeah. yet. I haven't I'm seen definitely going to see it now. I'm totally going to see. Yeah, it. Yeah, now that you're trying to like keep me from watching it, you can bet your bottom dollar yeah. I'm buying this ten is, tickets this is, for myself. This is, this is the same rating as you get with uh, Pulp Fiction or Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and those movies are horrific. <laughs> horrific. <laughs> I know because one time I tried to watch it and couldn't even get through it. <laughs> I could I couldn't comment. I've only know them by reputation. Yeah, actually, I've only I've only seen like the first bit of one of them, and I I, I didn't realize because my friend put it on. I was visiting some friends and they put it on. I didn't realize it was that movie, and then we started watching it. And then I, I it was one of the few times in my life I've actually turned to the person and said, "I'm really sorry. I know I'm a guest in your house, but could we actually switch this off? Yep. I can't handle it. Yep. I can't believe that Unplanned has the same rating as that. That's just really weird." That's yeah, yeah. Well, this is the other thing because the people that are slapping this uh, this rating on are people who consider abortion to be a minor surgery. Oh, really? Is, is that okay, so abortion is volumes. a minor surgery, but if you show it on TV, uh-huh. then it cops an R rating. I mean, some, think about some of the medical procedures that you see in some of the medical shows, you know, and you see um, open heart surgery and all this kind of stuff, which is pretty gory, right? There's no gore in this mm-hmm, at all. Mm-hmm. It's just an ultrasound picture. There are some pictures of blood and so forth, you know, post-surgery, that kind of stuff. But it. Uh, so they're constantly been crowing that it's a minor surgery, and yet here they are saying, oh, actually, do you know what? Too horrific to watch. Here's an R rating. Okay, and here's what else is interesting. Because it has an R rating, you can't go to the movies and see that if you are 17 years old. Oh. But you can have an abortion without telling your parents. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. You can go and see it if you are accompanied by your parents and mm-hmm. have their parents' permission, have mm-hmm. your parents' permission. 
So you're not allowed to see the movie without your parents' permission, but you're actually allowed to do the act without your parents' knowledge. I think it's crazy in, in that they're even allowed the to US. have sex without their parents' knowledge at that age. Yeah, well, you know. That's hey. like the root issue. That's, that's, <laughs> Try stamping that one out. That's crazy. I um, Man, I kind of wish I owned a cinema right now so I could just play this movie on repeat for free. <laughs> Go outside and give out free tickets uh, now for everyone in. <laughs> that, a lot of people are saying that this will be the Uncle, Tom, the Uncle Tom's cabin of the uh, 21st century. Oh, really? Yeah, it's that powerful. Wow. It's just like so, really, So I'm guessing really the story is this woman used to work for pro-abortion stuff. Yeah, and then she actually saw an abortion one day. Okay. Because she was she was a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was working to keep her quotas up and all that kind of stuff. And as 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 I mentioned earlier, she facilitated more than 22,000 abortions. And, you know, she believed in, you know, the women's you know, right over a body, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then she actually saw one one day because mm-hmm. she'd never seen one. And when she saw it, she was just, you know... Horrified, and uh, um, and yeah, it tells it goes through the story of her life and how it all happened and so forth. So yeah, wow, interesting, uh, interesting movie coming out right there with a um, with a whole bunch of controversy surrounding it. Yeah, so, so my producer just told me that apparently she actually saw the baby fighting back. Oh yeah, fighting and for then its she, life. Taught, she, she, she she saw it um, she saw it get torn apart. That's heartbreaking. That is absolutely now, heartbreaking. He, okay, so here's the next thing. I actually agree with the R rating. Okay. And I think it should. Any depiction of infanticide should have an R rating slapped on it because abortion is violent. We're now going to have an interview that I recorded when I was in Kenya, so stay tuned for that. It's also about babies. flowing down the quiet river A shining road that carries you along Oh baby boy, my love will last if you're too late, I must give you up to God. I know our God will guide, protect, and keep you. Teach your faith and hold you by the heart. Though your mother's heart is broken by your
Welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. Oh, man, I've got a little frog in my throat. I think it's because I'm already emotional about the interview that I'm going to be conducting today. It is a heart-wrenching one. Get your tissues ready and get your donate fingers ready because this one is going to pull your heartstrings and it's going to make you want to change the world. I'm sitting here with someone who shares the same name as my mother. Welcome to the show, Regina. How are you? I'm fed. Thank you. Now, Regina, you have an incredible story, and I'm actually sitting in your home right now, and it is a home unlike any other. I've never seen a home like this before. I've never been in a home like this before, and I have to say, when I came through the front gate, just a wall of warmth and just this welcoming heart just met me, and I'm so happy to be here, so thank you for having me. Um, But let's talk about your home, because you have a very interesting home. But first of all, where are you from? Um, I am from Kenya, Nakuru, and my name is Regina, and I'm born again. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's what we love hearing, born again Christians. You, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, your home here is, um, well, tell us a little bit about the setup that you have going. Yeah, the setup of our home, our home's name is Kadesh Balnea, Baby and Children's Home, and it is in the Bible. So you can check on Kadesh and then you will know what Kadesh means. I will tell you later the meaning of Kadesh. And we are situated in Nakuru, Kenya. And uh, if you do know what Kadesh means, maybe give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and uh, see if you can tell Lyle before the interview is over what the name means. I'm sure he's frantically looking through his Bible right now trying to figure it out. Uh, But, Regina, your home is special because you actually run, um, I guess, in a way for Australians to understand, like an an orphanage, basically. Um, But it's not your average orphanage. It's uh, non-typical at all. It's actually an orphanage for special needs kids. How did that start? How did you get into that field? Yeah, in fact, when I was starting the children's home that is back 2011, it is a dream that has been in me for many, many years. And I had told God to give me an opportunity to serve him the way he want, not the way I want. And in fact, when the dream came true, I was about to open the home. And then I went to the hospital and I came across, uh, I came across a child who was totally disabled completely. And then the social worker is the one who requested me if I have space, I could take the small boy. Because there are so many children's homes in Nakuru, but they were able to take the boy. But because of the special need that he was, the situation, everybody was no, no, no. And so the boy was lying in the hospital bed for over one year and a half. He couldn't see, he couldn't talk, all his joints, they couldn't hold him. And so he was such a tiny small boy of three years, and his name was Emmanuel. And so I was so touched and touched, and I told God, this boy has a right to live. Despite that he is challenged, it is not his wish for him to be the way he is. I have no idea how I will go along, but God, I need your help. I will give him the big heart you have given me full of love, even if you'll be with me for only a minute. And he feel that love. And then he pass on. I will be the happiest lady in the world. And that is what God did for me. It's just such a beautiful story, even just how you started. And I wish more people would say to God, your will, not mine. 
because you just never know what God has in store for you. That's such a touching story, and yet it's been one that in your life has been repeated because you took in that little boy, that three-year-old Emmanuel, and um, and became his mother. And since then, it's sort of become a niche for you. You've worked with many kids that have had dis- disabilities. Is this a problem in Kenya? Is it, like Does the government provide funding for families who have kids with disabilities, or are they often abandoned? Now, this is a challenge because, especially for an, because he was an abandoned child, for abandoned children in the institutions, the family does not, the government does not chip in. In fact, it is only about three years ago that they started to give a grant, but a small bit of it, but to cover all the children's homes in Nakuru, which are over a hundred, when you get something small, you have to wait for about 10 or 15 years, then they will give you something small. But if a child is disabled and it is in an institution, the government does not help. Far out. That's incredible. How, how many kids do you have now staying in your home? And just to give you a bit of a, a, a word picture, dear listener, um, so I've, I've come to Regina's home and it is very much a homely kind of a home. It's not like a, a school building or anything like that. It's not a hall. It's definitely a, a homely home. And uh, I've been invited in. Uh, your daughter, Angie, gave me a quick tour and introduced me to a lot of the kids. And, um, you know, they, some of them certainly have very visual disabilities and some of them some non-visual disabilities. And uh, and they just felt like a family. It just feels like a family. So, how many kids do you have here at the moment, and what kind of disabilities are they facing? Okay, the number that I have right now, we have eleven kids, and four of them have got special needs. Three of them have got cerebral palsy, and one of them is autism. That is the number I have right now. Do you find it's a, it's a challenge looking after them? It's a great challenge, especially because the, the, the special need is different. The, you know, like there is one who is totally disabled completely. She can't go to school. She can't do anything. So she has to have home-based care. But the others, we thank God because we see him working in them every day, every day, and they are improving. They can go to special schools. So we have three who are in special schools. And we have a girl who uses her legs. She doesn't use her hands. They don't work. But everything she does, she uses her legs. And we thank God because when she came in, she was not even able to walk. And today, there is, and today, we can, she can walk. And so we thank God. Oh. Just gonna pause so we can yeah. cut that. <laughs> oh, this is Daddy. Hi, Daddy. How are you? How are you? Yeah. Oh, Marta just cut this here Marta's our producer so you actually live uh, with these kids with your your own biological family so your mum and you have your husband and your own biological kids and you all just coexist yeah, in fact, this is our home is a unique one because it's a family setup. We have daddy, we have mommy, we have my beautiful daughters, and we have one adopted son. And even our grandchildren, because my three daughters are married, they come from all the way from Nairobi to come and see grandma and grandpa together with the children. They love them so much. It's such a beautiful, beautiful family. It sounds like a big, happy, extended family. I actually met one of your daughters, and um, she's a social worker, so she yeah. c- helps out as well? 
Yeah, I have my daughter who has done social work and also she has done management and part-time job she helps mommy and daddy to do the social work and the paperwork for the children when she is out of work because this is a family a family thing. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. <laughs> <laughs> and you do have um some other people who come in some staff who help assist with the with the um more heavy disabilities. I did notice a little girl in the living room um sitting in a in a chair and um what what's what's her disability? Yeah, she is cerebral palsy and she the damage you know with cerebral palsy is a uh, meningitis damage the brain and so her damage for the brain was severe that is why she's she grows slowly she is now going to 9 years we got her when she was two years and a half, and she was weighing three kgs. Mm. So you can imagine how tiny she was. There was no fresh. She didn't have any hair. It was just bones. Mm. But we thank God because we are witnesses of what God does. If you want to know how God feels the dry bones, we are witnesses because we have seen him feeling fresh on the dry bones. So we thank God. Praise the Lord. That's incredible. Um, so you, you have, uh, what was it, 11 kids here, you said? 11. Um, do you, is it like a kaleidoscope? Do you have kids that come in and go out? Like, what's the system here with that? Yeah, our system is the Kadesh Banea Baby and Children's Home. We are for tiny, tiny, small babies, the abandoned ones and the orphaned ones from a very tender age, hours old, days old, weeks old. And the total orphaned, they, we exit through adoption. So that is why we are a family set up. We rescue them when they are in terrible state, and then we give them God foundation, Christian foundation, loving them and preparing them to go for adoption to have families. Because I think the best gift you can give a human being is a family. And that is why we are here, to connect them with different families. So right now, since we started, our admission number is up to 35. So we have more than 15 that families have really been blessed with and we shall still continue to do more. So do Kenyan families actually adopt disabled kids? Uh, no, that one we don't. We have never had a case of uh, family adopting a special needs kid and that is why we have them in our hearts. We have them with us so long as we live. They are ours. Oh, wow. Praise, praise the Lord for the love that he's put in your heart for this project. I do actually want to talk about one of these babies that you received just days after he was born, really. Um, this is a heartbreaking story. And if you, if, I don't know, if you have a weak stomach, maybe tune out now. Um, but this is a, this is a story that when I heard it really brought me to my knees. Tell me about the little boy that you got when he was barely a week old. Yeah, we have a special boy that who is the youngest in the home. Uh, he was born and his mother decided to cut his destiny or to finish his destiny. And the mother cut his neck with something sharp. We don't know what it was. And then she thought that the baby was dead. So what she did, she lapped the baby with dirty clothes and threw him in a pit latrine. And then she said it was done. So just for the Australians, a pit latrine is what we would call a long drop. It's basically a hole in the ground and underneath is um, sewage collection. So she attempted to slit his throat, wrapped him in dirty clothes, and then th- basically threw him down at a long drop toilet. Yes. And the boy and the boy was there with an open wood in his neck, and then he was there for five days. And then passers-by 
happened to go and use the toilet and they had a child crying inside the fifth day. So they had to seek for help. The toilet would be demolished so that they could rescue the small angel. And that is how he was rescued and taken to a hospital. And this just this just blows my mind. Like when I heard this story, I couldn't even fathom how she could stuff a child down these holes because you know I've been here for three weeks now and I've been using these pit latrines and the holes are very small. So I was wondering how on earth do you get a child back up out of these holes? I, I, I didn't realize until you said now they had to destroy it, but that makes sense. But it's just. It's just absolutely devastating. It actually made me really angry to think about it. He was down there for five days, five days, and he still survived. And that, to me, just means one thing, and that means that God has a plan for him. God absolutely has a purpose for that little boy's life. Um, if he if he brought him through five days in a long drop toilet, um, there's something big that he's doing when he's growing up. Can you tell me, is this going to be a baby that gets adopted? Does he have any sort of side effects now? Like how old is he now? And now he is one year and one month. And when he was rescued, he was taken to the hospital because he needed medical attention. And we were called that to go and rescue a baby who has been taken from a pit latrine. So when we drove there with my husband, we went there and we found him in an incubator. He was so dehydrated and so he was so weak. And so we told the doctors, please, please, this boy needs attention because me, I'm not a doctor. And then when he is healed, we shall come for him. But inside me, I was really crying. And then I told my husband and my friends that we went with, let us hold our, uh, our hands and let's pray for this boy because I believe players work. And then we prayed and I told God, please, 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 I pray and I beg you, let this boy survive. Let him live. And then when we were praying, the boy cried a very sad cry while he was in the incubator. And when we left, that cry never left my ears. All the time I was going, I could hear that sound. I could hear that cry. I could hear that cry, even when I was sleeping. And then we had to follow up. We have to go and check on him on daily basis. We were driving about 50 kilometers every day to go and check how he was doing. And then, unfortunately, the hospital could not manage his, his, his neck because the wood was septic and he was transferred to Nakuru town. And then it was nearer for us to go and visit him. In fact, the abandoned babies in the hospital, they are at the masses of anybody because there is nobody who is taking care of them. So we could sometimes go with my husband and then we find that he is being fed on cow's milk that they have diluted with water, a newborn. And so I told my husband, no, let us be taking formula to this boy. And we, we could, he could speak with other mothers who had their own children who were, who were sick and we could beg them, please, when he cries, he was in total pain because of the wood. When he cries, please give him a bit of this and this is how you will make the formula. And then that's it. And he was there for over 20 days. And then one, one day we went, the last day we went, and his health was deteriorating. He was, he was changed. He was just about to die. And then I told my husband, this is not the child that we normally come and see because he's so weak, he's so skinny. What has happened? I had to go to the hospital doctors and I requested them. I told them, please, I beg you. Can you release this boy to us so that he can get that love and we can take good care of him? And even if the wood is not totally healed, I will be coming every day for the dressing 
but please release him to us. And that is, the doctors were like, what? I wish we could get more families like you here because the world could change. And so they released the boy to us. Amazingly, I got a nurse who was coming to dress him. And so within a week, the wood was healed. And here my boy is. He is little running around with a baby walker. When I see him, I say, hallelujah, this is God's doing. I'm so happy. I have to tell you, I, I was playing with him downstairs. I met this very baby boy and he is just a delight. He is a chubby, bouncy little boy. And indeed, if I stuck him on the ground, he was off like a shot. He's just learned how to crawl and he's just He's a delight. He's got the chubbiest cheeks and I just want to squish them forever. And I, it's, it's, praise the Lord that he survived. Praise the Lord that you went to the hospital and demanded that they release him to you. Cause you definitely, ha- God was with you and you've managed to save this little boy's life. Is this going to be a boy that um, will be given up to adoption when he gets older? Yeah. yeah, sure. Even now I have already given out his file is with the adoption agents and we are believing God for a very good loving family that will take good care of him because that is what he deserves. He deserves a good Christian loving family that will really take good care of him and love him more than we do. That is our prayer. And I, I did notice that he does have a little bit of a scar <clears throat> on his neck. And I, and I hope that, you know, if he grows up and the scar remains, that, that the scar only serves as a reminder of you yeah. and of the love and the, uh, that you gave him and how he survived because of you and what the Lord did. Thank you so much for telling uh, that story and for sharing your own story and opening your home to me today, Regina. Um, for people who would like to know more about what you're doing here in this home, uh, where is somewhere that they could go to, to just read up more and even help out and maybe donate as well. Okay. Uh, we are on Facebook page. It's called Kadesh Balnea Kenya. There we have the Facebook. We have a PayPal account. So anybody, God touches you. This is a ministry whereby you will be blessed. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. Whatever you do to these little ones, you are doing it unto God and he will reward you. Please. Store up your treasures in heaven, right? And these are definitely treasures that you can store up in heaven. We will be putting all those details up on our Facebook page. So if you didn't write that down, don't worry. Jump across to the Faith FM Facebook page. We'll be putting up links to this ministry. You can come check it out. Um, look at the pictures. Be touched and uh, and help this ministry to grow. Thank you so much. And back to you boys in the studio. I sing the mighty power of God That makes the mountains rise That spread the flowing seas abroad And built the lofty skies I sing the wisdom that ordained The sun to rule the day The moon shines full at His command, and all the stars obey. I sing the goodness of the Lord that filled the earth with food. He formed the creatures with His word, and then pronounced them good. Lord, how thy wonders are displayed Where'er I turn my eye If I survey the ground I tread Or gaze upon the sky 
There's not a plant or flower below But makes thy glories known And clouds arise and tempests blow By order from thy throne While all that borrows life from thee Is ever in thy care And everywhere that man can be Thou God art present there Seventh-day Adventist Church and I'd like to personally invite you to worship God with us each Sabbath. We start off with Bible study groups at 9.30am then hold our community worship service at 11am. We also organise groups that meet during the week to connect, eat and study the Bible together. So if you're looking to be part of an encouraging Christian community, come and join us. For more information you can call me on 0422 896 553 that's 0422-896-553. It is said that branches draw their life from the vine. Each is separate, and yet all are one as they share one life-giving stem. The Bible tells us we are called to a similar union in life, our lives with the life of God. We are incorporated into Him, made sharers in His life. Apart from this union, we can do nothing. O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder Consider all the world thy hands have made I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder Thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior. 